Welcome to the On The Way podcast, uh, a podcast exploring a non-violent, non-dualistic and compassionate faith life. Uh, this is a bit of a special episode of the podcast, today, a bit of a preview of what we have coming up on the podcast in coming months. Christians Like Us is a show that has uh, just aired on SBS in early 2019, where 10 Christians uh, moved into a house together for a week of vastly different theological perspectives. Uh, three of the people from that show will be joining us for extended conversations. Uh, we'll have Tiffany Sparks shortly, uh, who will be joining us to talk about uh, representing an alternative view of faith in the media and in the, the public spotlight. Chris Chabs will join us to talk about gay conversion therapy and his experience there, as well as the uh, holistic area of sexuality and faith. And Steve Smith is also going to be on the podcast uh, talking about sexual abuse in the church. So those are three episodes we do have coming up on the podcast shortly. Uh, as a bit of a teaser before we, we do upload them, though, we're, it's just a little bit of a conversation with uh, all three of them about their experience on the show itself and what that was like. Firstly, uh, Reverend Tiffany Sparks uh, joins me right now. Thank you for, for the time, Tiffany. You're welcome. Uh, now, just just on Christians like us on the whole, it, when when did this film for you? When was the when was the filming date? Um, it was filmed mid November um, last year. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and ha- obviously, it was quite an intense experience. It was very intense. Um, do you remember, I guess, trying to navigate the first few days of figuring out? Because you go into a house where you know you've got people on all political spectrums, basically. Yeah. Or all ends of the political spectrum. When you go in, do you remember having to navigate who are the people here I'm going to get along with, and who are the ones I might struggle with? Yes, from the initial moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was number nine into the house. And uh, we sat around and introduced ourselves and um, I had the clergy collar on, so it was fairly obvious um, that I was, I was ordained. Um, and then just in the introductions, I, my position was just to be completely transparent um, and just talk about who I was and, and essentially name all my affiliations. Um, uh, put out all the dog whistles uh, so that so everyone I think essentially knew where I was and I just thought I would judge people's reaction from that um, and with, within the first 12 hours there was a distinct um, you know 50-50 split and um, uh, the ones who were over on, on my my side not wanting to say us and them but the we just did so happen to essentially um, stay up late almost every night and, and have a lot of laughs and hang out in the common areas and, and drink some wine and we had a good time, especially when the cameras were off. We had a great time. <laughs> we are just about to chat to, to Steve and Chris about their experience on the show as well. Now, th- these two, uh, some of the, the group have become quite close with you, haven't mm. Haven't you afterwards? I mean, they've, oh, they've, they've been quite a friendship Very dear formed. friends, yeah. yeah. Is so, the group chat still... You had a group chat, I know, yeah, after we the show. Did, Yeah, we did until um, uh, Chris destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? If he listens, then he knows. He'll be like, yes, I totally did. And, uh, oh, I think um, after the show aired, um, some things that were said in the house on, like, when we were all talking in front of the cameras in the group... Um, were probably a little, uh, some people were very coy in their answers. Um, and then two camera on their own privately were quite straight um, with their beliefs. And um, 
we didn't get to see any of that until it was aired. So we all saw it at the same time as everyone else did. Um, so there was a lot of, what? I wish you had the courage to say that to me to my face. And, mm. and you know, you can completely understand that. So, yeah, it sort of went a little haywire after that. But it's still going just with more limited members. <laughs> um, <laughs> some people then just thought, no, nah, I'm just out. This is not um, healthy for me to, you know now be having an argument in a group chat um, uh, when we just spent a week together. And if we haven't changed each other's minds in that week, then what makes you think a group chat's going to do that? But most of the people are actually still in it. Uh, and it still does go. Like, I'm, it's still being probably used every couple of days. Yeah, okay. People are chatting, so... Something that, that is really interesting from the show is mm-hmm. is it might be an inherent assumption that you have these divides and you only hang out with the people who agree with you. Oh, we all hung out with each other mostly. Yeah. But, but in saying that, I do know that, you know, from an event you had about Christians like us, that Hannah, who was a Latter-day Saint, yeah. is someone who you've become friends with as well, or it seems to have become friends with a few yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So even yeah. though there's, there is vastly different theological perspectives, it, yeah. that wasn't totally a barrier to, to no, friendship. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think... Um, some of it is personality conflicts, um, you know, at the end of the day, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but if you, your personality doesn't get on with someone else's, then, you know, it's not going to work. Mm. If, if, even if you have the same belief system, but your personalities are, you know, in conflict, um, it's not going to work. So, um, but yeah, it was interesting that Steve and Chris from that first round table, I'm like, right, oh, no, we're going to be friends. That's how this is going to work. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the key moments for you on the show was, uh, I guess, the the reveal of you being an, an Anglican priest. As, as yeah, I didn't know that was my reveal until. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone, I found out everyone had reveals. Well, I don't. Was that my reveal? Was that my reveal? Okay, because everyone else has reveals. But but obviously, to some people, I mean, to to you and I imagine to many, if not all of our listeners, the idea of a a female priest is far from shocking uh, anymore. But but oh, it Carol's wasn't. Like then. I didn't even know that that was scandalous. <laughs> yeah, you know, because she's Uniting Church and they've been doing it for like thirty plus years. Mm. So, um, but to. Um, some of the, the members, mm. uh, less so um, uh, Marty, the Pentecostal, because um, Pentecostalism has quite a few women pastors, I think, but they're probably more complementarian. Um, but to, yeah, some of the Sydney people, it was, it was a bit shocking. And how, how did you navigate that? Was that in any way, was that in any way quite a hurtful thing to, to go through? Oh, it is. It always is. It always is. Um, because you think, oh, um, my, the, my ontology is wrong. You know, the substance of my very being is, is wrong to you. And how can you not see that as, as hurtful that you're now judging? Um, yeah, the, as I said, the very substance of my being. Mm. Um, and then your brain goes, but Tiffany, the very substance of your being is not contingent on their recognition. Yeah, thanks, brain. You're helping. <laughs> and so within, you know, 30 seconds, but there's still that 30 seconds of of that soul crushing, oh, here we are again. And then you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. You're not my people, you know, and I don't have to prove myself to you. And And it's not even in a mean way that you think that. It's just very matter of fact of now we can be friends because I've just reminded myself of, of – of where we are and and who I am and who you are and and that's okay. So now we can 
continue on. Um, but I've actually had subsequent conversations after the house uh, with with uh, Sumter and um, uh, may have enlightened her about quite a few people who were in the Bible who are women in leadership positions. <laughs> so what, what, what did it teach you about, nav- <laughs> about navigating differences then? Um, I guess... One of the big things for me, and, and I was a bit mocked in the house for it actually, was, um, you know, just the catch cry, look, we're all different, okay? You know, <laughs> because, you know, um, my thing is I'm not going to try to assimilate you. Just don't try to assimilate me, okay? You know, I'm not going to ever be like you. And I chose my denomination because of, of what it speaks to me about um, being a, a person and a follower of Christ in this world. And I didn't choose your denomination, <laughs> you know, because it doesn't speak to me about that. So, mm. you know, stop trying to make us all the same when we're not. And I remember one person right at the beginning, they're like, I'm non-denominational. I'm just a follower of Jesus. And and a bit of the, the pettiness inside of me. I'm like, look, actually, I'm going to stick with my denomination because people died for this, right? <laughs> You know, people died for these differences. Not mm. saying they should have, but they did, you know. Um, and, and you know, it was thought over and prayed over and defined over hundreds of years. And, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with going with my denomination. Another key part of the show was when um, when you didn't go to the Pentecostal worship service in the second episode, you decided to stay home from, from that one. Mm. Why, why did you decide not to go? Um... I was, look, first of all, I think um, uh, it's interesting that people assume that I've never been to a Pentecostal church before. Uh, <laughs> so, like, oh, she's not open to the experience. I've been to so many Pentecostal churches before. Um, it's not a new thing to me. It was the last night I was absolutely exhausted, emotionally spent. I had nothing left in me, let alone the anxiety of now navigating a Pentecostal church service and what it demands of me. Because you don't that you don't know what it demands of you. Well, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to clap or am I going to amen? Or am, why is the person on the floor next to me talking in tongues? What do I do? Do I stare politely ahead? Do I help them up? Do I? <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? I just hadn't, I couldn't do it. I had none of that in me <laughs> anymore. And, and I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm out. And, you know, didn't mean to be disrespectful to, to Steve Chong. Um, and I, I talked to him about it actually afterwards. And um, it was Carol's 51st birthday that day. Uh, and Steve and I actually cooked a gigantic feast for everyone. When they got home at nine o'clock, the whole table was all set and we'd, we'd made like, you know, lamb racks and, and um, salads and like that wasn't shown at all. <laughs> um, but we weren't just sitting around, you know, um, complaining or anything like that. We did, oh, sure, we played a couple of hands of euchre uh, <laughs> before going, yeah, we better probably make dinner. Um, and I think in the clip it had, that's not my cup of tea. And that was an in-joke with, with Steve Smith and I that we were trying to see if we could work that, that line into the show <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> so, so when it happened, I'm like, yes! <laughs> it's there! <laughs> oh, amazing. So, so that's what that was. So, you know, I did it. <laughs> 
do, do you think anyone in the house's perspectives or, or um, positions shifted in any way throughout the week, or do you think everyone sort of just became more entrenched? I don't think people became more entrenched. I think that they became um, more open to relationships. Um, you know, because you're forced to humanize um, people that you know normally you'd you'd sort of dehumanize them by by putting a, a title on them or a, put them in a, a pigeonhole um yeah i think i think there was certainly a change in people's view of mm. of how to relate to each other um and we all shared a lot of laughs we had quite a few as said in jokes the whole time so um i think you're forced to to see each other as humans over that that period of time it's like mm. you're in jail together <laughs> <laughs> a christian jail christian jail <laughs> that should have been the name of the show <laughs> awesome thank you so much Tim. Oh, pleasure chris chabs does join us also from uh christians like us what was the show experience like for you chris um uh, look i think overall it was um it was a really great experience for me but it was also a very very difficult one you know um it's not easy uh, for me to be put in a house with nine other people that identify as Christian. Um, I found it quite uncomfortable at times. Um, but having said that, I walked away from it with a larger group of friends. So, yeah, it was a positive experience overall. Um, unfortunately, though, it didn't... I mean, I think I was kind of expecting it to maybe make me feel more comfortable about going back to church but it certainly didn't do that yeah did you feel at the end of the process more united with people who hold the christian faith or or more divided um that's it's a hard question to answer i felt very united with the people that um that i that i managed to connect with and that were probably more progressive. Um, I don't have a huge Christian network anymore, and so it was actually lovely to um, to form relationships with people that I can talk to about my faith and who are okay with my sexuality as well. Um, obviously, others in the house, I mean, I can't say that I felt united with them. They didn't see me as a Christian, you know, so I, you know, no, I didn't feel... I didn't feel overly united with the, the the universal church when I left. What was the hardest part, do you reckon, of the whole experience? That's another hard question. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part. Um, yeah, the hardest part for me was having to um, continually uh, come up against stuff from my past. Um, and I don't just mean with the gay conversion stuff, but, um, you know meeting personalities in in that house and people in the house that kind of represented parts of my life, you know. So, you know, there was the Pentecostal pastor, uh, you know, that just said all the same things that I heard when I was, you know, a frightened 13 and 14-year-old gay kid, you know. And so that was hard because that was it each day, you know, and it, Sometimes it took me a little bit by surprise um, how much that affected me. Mm. Yeah. What What were your, I suppose, your takeaways about where Christianity is at in Australia? What 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 does it make you think? Does it make you 
Hopeful or fearful or, or neither? I'm going to say neither. Um, I'm not hopeful or fearful, I guess, for Christianity. Um, I, you know, as a religion, I, you know, um, I felt hopeful as I left because of the relationships that I formed with some of the more progressive people in the house that perhaps I would be able to uh, see myself as part of a church again in the future, maybe. Um, As far as where Christianity sits and, you know, in this modern world, um, modern Australia has kind of moved on from being under the grip of the church's influence. You know, um, I think... Um, even, you know, a decade ago, but certainly several decades ago, you know, the church was one of the main influences of societal opinion about a lot of issues, um, not just including, not not just sexuality, but other things as well. Um, and I think that uh, what the church is struggling to do, or a lot of uh, people that are in the church is are struggling with, is that um, we don't have the same influence that we used to you know um we've kind of lost the power (laughs) you know in the relationship between the church and the rest of society um and i'm okay with it um but i think a lot of christians aren't um and i i personally think that's where a lot of the you know when when you know talking about issues like gay marriage and you know um things that a lot of christians uh, find it difficult to talk about, um, you know, that's where the fear-mongering comes from, you know. We're actually scared, <laughs> you know, because we no longer have the power, you know, and so we're trying to get it back, often using fear and things, and so that, that's 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 what I think, yeah. And what sort of a response have you received, I guess, personally, from maybe people you know or, or you know, people just who watch the show who you don't know? What's the response been like? Um, the response has been um, mainly really great. Um, I've had a lot of a, a lot of uh, LGBT people of faith that have contacted me, or or people who um, used to have faith that may not anymore, that just um, wanted to say thank you for me for going in the house and representing, um, I, I guess their stories as well as mine, which was really nice. Um, it, it, that was really encouraging. Um, you know, a few trolls, but n- nothing too bad. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. That's all right. Steve Smith, you were also on Christians Like Us. Uh, what was what was your main, uh, I guess, takeaway from the experience? Oh, wow. Now, that's a question. That was, was one of the most interesting weeks of my life. It was just... I. I don't think I was ready for what it actually was. It it was um it was scary, it was emotional, it was confronting. Um yeah, it's just something well, it just wasn't what I expected. It was just something else. Do you regret doing it at all or are you glad you did it? I'm glad I did it. Um it put a lot of things in perspective for me about and again um on the show I talk about being on a journey of, of, of trying to figure out where my faith lies and it showed me fairly clearly where it doesn't lie um, 
without with you know, at risk of offending people um I, I saw the paths that I don't want to go down mm. what was it a traumatic week did you come out of the house feeling uh, I guess quite um as he's been brought through a quite a major drama I came out of it scarred I think it was it's to to be honest it was um and I remember my wife picking me up out the front of this house we were staying at in Bella Vista um everyone was in tears and I was standing there in tears and I didn't even know why like it was just like and it was get me out of here like get me away from here it was just um and and there was a conflict in that as well I'd made such good friends with Tiff with Reverend Tiff and and with young Chris and 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 Carol and Joe and what have you and I'd, I'd sort of but I'd had this conflict with other house members and people that I just couldn't work out I just couldn't understand why they thought the way they did it was just such a a roller coaster there was one particular scene in the show um which was quite comical to to viewers which was you trying to have a lie down in a bedroom where one of the more Pentecostal members of the house came in and started in quite a Pentecostal way praying for you what was that experience like (laughs) that was I was actually I was actually asleep (laughs) <laughs> it was ridiculous I, what, I, I'll put it in context I had to do what we called the reveal Some like half an hour later About my experiences with, with Child sex abuse and the Royal Commission blah, 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 And I knew I had to do that I just wanted 10 minutes on my own Just quite lie down Gather myself because I knew it was going to be traumatic And I woke up to this guy Sitting on the side of my bed with his hand over my forehead And a camera pointed at me <laughs> And it's like, what the hell is going on here? And he said, they called me Uncle Steve. This guy called me Uncle Steve. He said, I just want to pray over you, Uncle Steve. And I think I said, mate, knock yourself out. Like, <laughs> really? Like, I was half asleep and he did it. And I've thought about it since. Um, it was so inappropriate, unnecessary, um, presumptuous. Um, and had it happened a day or so later, I'd have probably knocked him out. Because I, we were early in the piece. I didn't know the guy. Um, it was just, you've got to be kidding. Like, you've got to be kidding. As someone who uh, identifies not as a Christian in yourself, would that be accurate? Um, yeah, I don't identify as Christian, no. So you kind of had somewhat an external perspective, I guess, on the goings-on of the, the different sides throughout the week. What did it make you think about where Christianity is at? It sort of there was this contradiction all through the week where I'd sit and or listen to we'd have a debate about something or other, and I'd hear some of the comments and I'd think Christianity's doomed. Like if you're running around with these attitudes, it's all over. And then you'd listen to other people and you think, well, there is hope um, when we've got these progressive voices that still exist within the church and. I don't know if it's a matter of who can shout the loudest, but but um, some of the views of some of the housemates were, were to me were terrifying, mm. um, archaic, um, hateful. There was one one housemate in particular, and I can say his name, Marty. We're good mates. Like Marty and I talk regularly, um, and he runs a, a, a um, ministry in Sydney, feeds eighteen thousand people a week like remarkable stuff he does 
but I had this conflict, and I'm not talking out of school because I had this conversation with Marty over and over again. Mate, I love what you do, but I hate what you say. Um, and I would say, how can you say you're Christian where you're telling me that people who are gay are going to go to hell? Like, how, how can you reconcile that? You know, you talk about love, but only uh, it's got to be my way. Like it's got to be this way or it's not a real love. It's a, it's a, um, a patronising love. Um, and I got really confronted by that and really confused. And um, but then again, I, you know, ten minutes later, I'd have a conversation with Reverend Tiff about something else outside, and I'd sit there and look and think, wait, the church is in good hands. So it's just a really, a really, I don't know, confusing week, emotional, <laughs> scary as everything. I'm intrigued though because you said you you're still friends with with Marty, for example, and I know that that's that's something that's probably we don't see a lot of is uh, friendship uh, or even even any sort of conversation between people of differing opinions, differing beliefs. What, what's what been the key to that? Uh, well, I guess it's a social justice thing. We went out to where he feeds his people in car parks and what have you, and I was actually in awe of the guy, looking at him thinking, mate, you're doing such great stuff here. There's people here who are so disadvantaged and so downtrodden, and, and you're doing a really Christian thing. Like, this is... That's this is my idea of what being a Christian should be about. Like, you, you, someone's in need, don't walk past. And he's a guy who doesn't walk past; he'll help anyone. Um, but then there's this this contradiction where we'd sit and have these discussions about same sex marriage, abortion, all the hot topics that 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 tend to divide people so aggressively. And Marty was respectful about his views on most things, like. And he was honest about it, and I respected that as well. The fact he's prepared to say what he believes and back it up, um, where there are others in the house who weren't prepared to do that. They would privately they'd say all sorts of things, but as soon as the cameras were rolling, the party banners came on. Um, so yeah, I respected Marty for that. At least he was honest enough to to say what he believed. And again, he's just a good guy, and just you know. He showed extraordinary compassion when I told my story. Like, you know, Marty was one of the first to, to talk to me. We were roommates. Um, yeah, and it's, it, it, I've got to say, it's one of those things, ever since I left the house, I've really struggled with. I really shouldn't like this guy, <laughs> but I do. Well, that's quite a hopeful message for, for unity amongst disagreement i suppose in many ways what's the response been like from maybe people in your circles or, or anyone who you've run into has it been a, a positive response from being on the show pretty much but a lot of my family thought i was a lunatic like it was <laughs> why would you do this to yourself given my own history like why would you subject yourself to that because i wanted to um but it's been pretty positive most people are enjoyed the show and it, it's, it's actually been a lot of people who would never have considered watching that show, like it would never have come onto their radar and they've watched it, they've been quite interested and fascinated and, and a lot of those people are like-minded with me. and They've been um, horrified at some of the, the commentary that, that came out. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's been, been a good response. It's been a very worthwhile experience and it's, it's certainly started some conversations. Would you do it again? Oh, the, the, the million-dollar question. I, I've asked myself and I've asked others. Like Every time we, any of us get together, I'd say, will you do it again? Um, yes, I would. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to 
to go for. I'd probably be a bit more, not I won't say aggressive, but probably a bit more assertive um, in the house again if, if we did it again. Um, I, yeah, I, I've got my own really clear views about what it means. Not so much. I, I don't profess to have the authority to say what it means to be a Christian, but I'm pretty sure I know what it means to be a decent person. And I think that's, I think they go sort of hand in hand. Mm. I hope so. Well, <laughs> well if, if I can yeah. only go on the, my yeah. recent experience, yep. met some wonderful people, um, made some really good friends. Um, and yeah, again, I, I just see a really bright future for, the, for faith. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Steve. So do stay tuned to the podcast feed for On The Way. We will have the extended uh, conversations um, with Tiff, Chris and Steve uh, coming up uh, shortly. Make sure you do click subscribe and like the On The Way Facebook page for all the latest on that. And we'll be back with those episodes soon.